It's like I was born in 1927 at San Sabo, and there's been a lot of changes, but it's like, for instance, in linear farming tools and everything. See, we didn't have any kind of herbicides and all that. It's just, just hand labor type hoeing weed control, so you done the best you could do about your plowing, but man, you can't believe how many weeds and things people had first year or two I was out here before we started with the rosary hose. And when they come out, <clears throat> nobody knew how to run them. They was trying to run them like they'd been told and that wasn't right. But the thing is about a rosary hose, You've only got a, a little short period of time for that to be a, I know, words, word to work good. Okay, well, everybody water, was planting in a hole back then, right? Yeah. And watering yeah. down the row, so everybody had to run a rotary hoe to get their cotton up. Well, right? no, not necessarily. He, he, it, that was the way that you run to get it up, but... Cotton could come up without a rotary hole, but uh, when you got a rain to keep the weeds, a rotary hole, what you want to do is the rotary hole. In other words, look at your finger here. If it comes up this way behind, yeah, that's like, like I said, you're supposed to run it. Well, that's the wrong way to run it. Now, reading, I know what I'm talking about. I got out here with hands and push them things and see what's happening, and then riding back there and watching and prove. But when it's this way, when that wheel comes over and it's scooping this way, yeah, it's sliding under the crust and then turns the crust over. It okay, now what, when you're going fast enough here. When that movement, you're moving that crust. And when you're moving the crust, you're, you're disturbing all them roots. Okay. You see what I'm yeah. saying? That's what you've Pull got to loose. do. You've got to move that to when that crust move, moves that whole root system. you got about a three-day period that this really works good. So I mean, people run... Like you got this crop of weeds coming up that's just thick, thick, and they'd run a rotary hoe through it to thin them out. Is that what that was used for then? It's like whenever I, what I got to do, is I go out there with knives and rotary hoes and the whole works, and you wanted to be able to run about seven miles an hour to to make all this work at its best. You just think how quick you can get over that crop yeah. at that rate compared to what people. That My technique on all that changed the farming in West Texas. It did back at that time because you didn't have herbicides or nothing else. You had to, you had to do them right, right at that time. And even the bankers out here in Lubbock, it, I didn't even know, but they'd learn from one another, would tell their clients, if you want to know what how to farm, you go see what Bud Vardman's doing every day. 
But what this is what I'm talking about. That's the way people learn. It, it takes somebody doing it the right way to make it work. Yeah. So there's a big part of our farming and say for instance it's like in our cotton harvesting deal from the very first ones in forty seven. We changed them what we could think of every year to make it better. So just like when you see what we're running today, that took that many years for this to get to that point. But say for instance, like just like the latest model we were running here, my first my first thought for that, that's twenty years ago. Well really uh Almost uh, 30 now. Getting, near, getting nearly 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I saw, I'll show you a picture of the, I shouldn't say it on the podcast, but I'll show you a picture here in a little bit of uh, what they got around Lubbock. It's, it's amazing how <clears throat> many things, like for instance, on the first uh, guidance system, we had... I had ideas, and this company's Orthman was trying to make one. They'd come by here and wanted to visit with me, and I was trying to kind of help them then. And so I loaned them uh, a whole row units so they could take it to, up in Nebraska, and then they were going to bring it back, you know, over the next year for me to have to run. but try to fit it all on there. Well, we'd worked with them for about five years. I'd about give up on them. And then they brought three of them down for us to put the first three period they'd been made. And so anyhow, we <clears throat> had the four old machine at that time and backed in the barn up there and they put them on. and. Uh, I told him, I said, first time I looked at it, I said, you know, you guys might think you got something that's pretty good here, but I said, if we had the perfect stand of stalks with no skips, what you guys would probably work pretty good. But I said, what we've got to work with in Mother Nature, I said, Mother Nature don't let us have that kind of size stalk. They don't let us have a perfect stand all the time. And we got to make something that's that in motion or you're not going to be able to sell this thing. Well, I made them three engineers mad at me trying to tell them the truth. I mean, that's what it, that's what it all boiled down to. Was this the Orthman's deal for the Orthman, elevator? Yeah. yeah. They, what they were well, using this back is, then? This is on the stripper. Okay. For yeah. this, this cultivator. Yeah. The cultivator come next. And then, anyhow, <clears throat> so anyhow, they left. And so I told Dane and Keith, I said, if we want this thing to work, it's up to us to make it work because these guys won't listen to what we've been trying to sell them. They don't understand why. And so 
we went to work on our ideas. It's, we got the patenting all on. It took us 14 days to do all that. Yeah. And so we had a spot up there on the curve rows on the other end where we'd try that out on the same set of rows. This was before the cotton got ready to harvest. Really? <laughs> we, we'd run on them same little old stalks till we had to stalk. Just beat down. And Dane Keith talked about it. I said, well, if it'll run on that, it'll run on anything. Don't, don't get over here on another set. Just keep on listening till we get this thing yeah. perfected. So anyhow, what really, in other words, my first idea was to put this thing out in front of the road unit. Yeah, head of it, huh? Head of it. Yeah. Well, that's logical. That'd be, all right. When we put that out there, we didn't even go hardly 20 foot. Right off the end, up, right out here when we tried that. And we just wanted to pull in there and see you know, something here close. Made me realize that that's not what we want because this thing is so sensitive to your big stalks. And you you got them all out here in the front. Yeah. Big limbs and everything like the, where the it's water a, stood. Yeah. And they, that did whipping that thing around. Before we went 20 feet. Uh huh. Now back, I said we got to change this. That's not that idea is not gonna work. So <clears throat> we went over there in that little cotton, and uh, I got under the where that deal had put the deal to ride under the machine. Yeah. I put that under there so that I could see what was happening up there on the them stalks. How close this thing is making it. And then I thought, well, man, howdy, right there's where we need to have a deal because the rodent nits has got all of them pulled up. He eliminated all this deal out here. We got to figure that out. So it's come back down here stop. and figure out how to put the deal under there. And then I thought, well, this. We gotta figure out some way here to strengthen this because if that hits something, we're gonna be a bending something. Yeah. So I put the trailing edge pulling in it here to eliminate all that problem. And you just think, look how many miles have been put on them things. They had never changed. Nobody or... hadn't put it, come up with a better idea yeah. yet. Who who did all the electronic side of things? Well, uh, Arthman already had that had part. most of that part. You just had out. to do the hardware. They couldn't tell it what to do. That's that's the whole deal. <coughs> they had the had no, they didn't have it all, but they had the main part of telling it right or left. You uh -huh. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then that first off wasn't sensitive enough. It went, it had to gear it faster. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't, do you remember all that gearing? We'd had them long arms or short arms and even put two rows. I think we put three on one time or four. Really? Yeah. 
we had them all hooked together, so one's all you need whenever you got got it adjusted right uh, two is not bad it, you know but thing is I did they ever fight that, each other or anything well you can't tell if they are or not but okay what, what we're looking at is keeping them on the road so it gets down if you got one row working good the only time it's not going to be is it when it skip? skip or something yeah but see that was my idea for Anything that you're going to get a patent on, you got to have a name for it. All right, the reason we call this a pendulum probe was that from the very beginning, I was telling Orthman I wanted to have a spring loaded on one side running up against this. And I told him, well, if you come to a skip, that thing going to turn you off, you see? Yeah. You got to... I said, you'd have to have a perfect set of rows for what y'all want. I said, if we got, when we were working we with that man, hanging. I said, if we got this hanging straight down, that's like a pendulum, and if we come to a skip, it's not going to try to turn you off. All right, now to prove that, <laughs> to, so Orthman and John Deere, because John Deere was on in on this thing, we got in the, one of the videos where we got the three machines over there on the uh, place on uh, the highway. Tulsa uh, Highway? Yeah. 98. Uh, anyway, that half mile row was there. Yeah. And had this big wide turn row in the middle. Yeah. All right. Joyce was driving the pickup. <laughs> It was out there close to where the outside road. She drove a pickup for me, and I was in the pickup. And I told Dean, I said, you drive the front one, and Keith, you stay exactly even with Dean, and Bill, Same you difference. stay exactly even with Keith. Don't we all let the guidance system is going to drive? Y'all just maintain the the uh, speed so that you stay even. That half a mile up south with the video camera, if you remember this. I've never that, seen that, it. That, that looks just exactly like you got a 12 row stripper. Really? I mean, them boys kept that, that close to being in line where the, you didn't see them move backwards and forwards. I mean, they was. That thing just running 12 rows. Were they, they were even with each other? Even with each other. Okay, yeah. they weren't yeah. staggered. Uh -huh. no, I have not seen that video of Oh, that's a, that's a good picture. Were they, yeah. were those on, those were self-propelled strippers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, we made that half mile run. Uh, or is that one we had the six row? No, we had the four row, I guess, that time. So we went from four to eight, didn't we? Anyhow, well, it seemed like this is the eight row stripper, though, we got in that picture. Was no. that in the 90s? Hey, anyhow, whenever that's all lined up across there, and we come to this big old wide turn row, and nobody. I got the camera fixed where you can see all the drivers and everything. 
Oh, everybody. Nobody touched nothing. Cross that wide turn road. Wow. And hit the straight on. They were touching. That proves what I'm talking about, that the pendulum probe don't turn you off when you, and everything. So any one of them, I always sent copies of all that to John Deere, and I sent copies of that to Orthman and all that. What years were that that you, I don't know uh, any part of that. I don't remember. I, it hadn't been too long that I got one of them out and looked at it. I don't remember that. It was four or five years ago. <laughs> but anyhow, that was, I was thinking about what you've been through trying to prove point on a bunch of this thing we've invented. Did Orthman's deal ever work very good for a cult, cultivator, how they had that, they had that kind of a box that run down in the middle of the furrow? You had this bill yeah. come out here between two rows and the kind of trailing edge against the cotton. It, it was pretty good. You know, uh, whenever we was first starting with this, I was riding back there on the machine and watching all that stuff. Dane Keith was always driving as soon as we was trying to figure out how to make everything work. And we were talking about how to make something just, you know, straight as a line. And I'd almost come to the conclusion that we wouldn't be able to <clears throat> make anything that precision on a tractor. Well, you know what made it happen? Was putting coulters on there. Really? Coulters is what keeps everything running Shaking straight. around, yes. Because that tractor is never. No, it's, it's swaying always moving. And the, the coulters is what makes everything run the way you tractors pointed. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? It takes all that wobble out. In other words, good good set of coulters to have a good set of rows is... Part, is, is well, I mean, like that 16-row planter, we never had coulters on it the first couple of years. And it always make a crooked row compared to the 8-row planters. Yeah. Then they put the four coulters on it and they make straight rows. That's exactly right. Because just like when you drive, anybody get back there on the back of that tractor when you're running. Yep. And you, common sense, it'll sway on the tires and everything. And that thing's always moving around. And to have something airline straight, I kept saying, we got to have something better. Well, when we figured out that the coulters will cure problems, uh, that, that's when we had to, and I was uh, out here one morning, that <laughs> I left out of the house, and this is, this much house of sun up there, and this car drove in, this is, I was going out the and <clears throat> This guy drove up and said, Mr. Barman? And I said, yeah. He said, I'm hauling in Texas. He said, I've heard y'all got a guiding system. Would you mind talking to me about it and tell me about it? And I said, that little cotton that planted and it's just up about that high, you know, just a little, yeah. little set of stalks. <laughs> a couple inches. And, and I... 
And this couldn't have been any better timing. And anyhow, that guy, I said, uh, well, look down that set of rows there. Anyhow, this is after we talked to John Deere about building the big self-propelled sprayers and and got so busy after he called us to the factory and we was talking about how to build the big sprayers and what to do with them and so that's where all this idea about building something bigger and faster and wider so like after we got that started then John Deere wants to cut down on size when they're building something. They do that to us all the time. They do. We tell them what you want, and they want to downsize it. And then this happened on the 4010 tractor when they come out with it. I really had the 4020 design, and John Deere made the 4010. But the thing is, that started the progress. And that made John, put John Deere number one, they still number one. All right, this big sprayer deals almost the same idea. It, to get to where we want to go on that. So. Well, they made that, that first self-propelled, they brought it out here and it had little wheels on it. Yeah. And you the, put bigger wheels on it. In other words, we tried to tell them all that up there to start. Really? And then see, they had the, <clears throat> the nine commercial operators, and then we was the only farmers. Okay, we was the only one that wanted to, at least a 90-foot boom. All them other guys, no, you can't have that. They won't stay together. We don't want to be working on something. All right. <clears throat> they went ahead, and, and they brought that first one out. It was just a 60-foot boom. But they was working on their 90-foot boom. When they got their 90-foot boom, they called us back, and Dean and Keith didn't get to go with me as me. So we got up there, went out in the field with the, where the sprayer was. <clears throat> said, all right, Mr. Barterman, said, this is your idea. I said, you get to drive it first. Really? So you had a half a mile deal to go over and back. Well. Just looking at it, I knew they'd had it all right. But driving it, it even made a better impression. So anyhow, before we got back to the end, I thought I was the only one out of that whole bunch that wanted this 90-foot boom. I said, I'm not going to say a word to nobody about it till they drive it. So whenever I made my round, I just kind of stayed away from the rest of them till they all drove it. Every one of them other guys, whenever he'd step out of the cab, he said, I want one of them quick as I can get it. Did they have, they didn't have gas accumulators or anything on the, on the power no, lift? not that. So it was rigid? With but, well, remember it swung from the top up here? Yeah. Where it stayed automatically labeled? Yeah. Oh, so that took a lot of the shake out? Oh, that took it all out. So, yeah. in other words, when you hung that on that one big bearing up yes. here, then this wheel do this, it just rolls in this bearing. Well, man, it eliminated all that. That rigid, it, rigidity? It, there wasn't no such thing as that popping the yeah. end off of 
boom anymore. That eliminated every bit of that. I didn't know and, yeah. that was the point of that. But like these new ones, they have accumulators on yeah. them. And right. that, that does a lot of, lot of good for you. Oh, these, these new ones, they got a lot of things that's way ahead of what we was that day and time. But, well, talk about building the one y'all made. See, just like the one they brought us, had the little wheels and had the ladder come off the side. You couldn't hardly get up on that ladder. And like the uh, sprayer was on, it leaking on you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, this is no way. So what I, they'd already give me the go ahead on if I may want to make something, do it. Uh, that's a pretty good compliment right there. So anyhow, I told them about the big wheels we need to change out, and we need to uh, change the ladder deal out in front and all that. But I went ahead and done all that without any uh, go-ahead just on my own. Well, that ladder deal, I remember that first one that y'all had. Yeah. That, that wasn't a very good deal. Um. Y'all made stripper wheels bigger, too, didn't you? Well, in other words, when they come out with a 7440 uh, uh, cotton harvester, in other words, that was the first year that I decided they had enough hydraulics and everything for us to do what I was wanting to do. So For a self-propelled machine drove, instead drove, of having yeah. one on a tractor. We drove that home, and the first thing we done was pull one of the wheels off. Yeah. And we couldn't, uh, I was trying to buy a set of wheels that I wanted, and they didn't, John Deere didn't make them. But you could and get rubber. He could get the rubber. So we, we cut that wheel all the way around the rim and, and put a seven-inch wide deal that we rolled and made, we made that wheel into a seven inch wide where we can put a bigger size tire that's gonna carry an eight year old header on there. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And cause I already had it figured out <clears throat> that chassis is not designed to call, carry that much weight. But if I tied these bull gears down here together where they couldn't spread apart, they'd win these eliminate the problem. Yeah. Well, that's what we done. So we never did have any problems. <laughs> Even with the machine doing a job that they wasn't designed to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> say on the uh, idea for the V2000 that we called it, they never did give us a, a VIN number to put on experimental number. So Standing in front of that after we beat into two cleaners, well, I was telling Dean, I said, well, if they didn't give us a number yet, I guess we can just call it the V2000. Both Dean and Keith said, well, what's that about? I said, well, it beats into two cleaners. That's the V, and it's going to come out in 2000, so. That's all we ever called it. Those air chutes, did y'all, did they bring you just stock chutes, but you put yeah. the curve in them? 
Like you wanted? No, we're, <clears throat> we, we laying them over exactly. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I, I said, that way we're, we're not losing any air. In other words, the air is going to have the same amount of lift and everything in that direction as it will if it's straight up. It's all done by air jet. Well, if you tried to yeah, do any kind curve. of curve, you got a you got a air loss that you can't overcome. Yes. Especially when when we started to put the two cleaners on and that, where this idea started in 1965, the price of cotton was $95 to a pound. And everybody was wanting something bigger and faster. All right, we thought that at that time that these cleaners had about come to their maximum deals while we was going to put the two on. And then when we put the two on, we, we had the, the one cleaner with a 16-inch cleaner. We had one machine with a 90-inch cleaner. We had one machine with a 320-inch Three, yeah, 320. 260. Uh, 260. This was in the 90s. All right, all you had to do was walk across the field. Yeah. The more saws you had, the better the... Less cleaner, cotton was in the le- Less trail. cotton was wasted and the more burrs was on the field. Yep. So it's what you was wanting. All right, but when they, when, it's, when we was building this B2000, when it come down to the fan... They just told me to, if I wanted to use that uh, hydraulic system to drive the cleaner, it's on there, use it. Or do whatever you want to do, you're the one that's going to be doing this. So I decided to use the hydraulic drive, the the picker hydraulic drives, the pumps to pull the cleaner. That way we'd have a RPM change. We could do. So we had to make us a, a deal to set the hydraulics from in the cab where we could run it. We could run it from zero to the pulleys that I changed from zero to 775 RPM. That's what we could do with our two row, two cleaners we got. Well, the first thing we learned was when we started up and they they wanted to set them cleaners at 480 RPM. All right, the first thing we learned that when we get up to 520 and 50 and along in there, we're doing a better job. Well, we kept up in the RPMs and RPM. So we learned real quick. We didn't know how fast the cleaners would stay together, and John Deere didn't either. But the faster we went was better. Therefore, then the capacity of these cleaners, we could up them 7460 and all that and get better. You need to explain cleaners. the math on that about the area. So how many revolutions a minute you're doing how many square inches is on that drum because what you told me that one day about how yeah. much you i've used that on so many things anything you can turn faster 
and you increase your area a minute just by turning something faster. I right. mean, that's been a big help. All right, to then, me. In other words, just like on that deal right there, when they brought us these two cleaners to put on this machine, same truck, they brought a, a one to the experiment station to have up there just to experimental. So as we was pulling over on the section that morning, the guys from the experiment station come out there to see what we'd built, had heard about it. So we might have wanted to ride with me, and Dan took my place at PCCA, so I was driving the B2000, and the guy from the experiment was riding with me. And he didn't want me to explain to him. And I said, well, all right, this right up here shows the speed of this. And I said, we can run that all the way from zero to 775 RPM on the cleaners. And after I said that, he said, tell me that again. And I, I said, we can go from seven, zero to 775. He said, that's exactly what we can do. How Coincidental is that? Yeah. He, he said we got a direct drive, um, uh, kind of um, uh, electric motor driving ours that we can dial in, you know, and make it. He said, I can't believe that you've got two cleaners out here running. And we've got one of them, and all of them's same RPM capability. All right. He, whenever he said. What have you found out? And I said, the faster you go, the better it is. I said, I just don't know how fast the machines can stay together, and John Deere don't either. And he said, and we don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, well, I said, well, what have you found out? And he said the same thing. So that just goes to show you how things happen. That these are two separate instances, but you got the same results. Plus, that machine out here is what proved that these little cleaners will do a whole lot more than what we ever thought they'd do back then. So that's like when John Deere, I, I, I'm, I'm saying this on my own idea because I couldn't figure out why John Deere wouldn't stay with that 90 inch cleaner because there wasn't anything matter of that as far as we could figure. John Deere told me, I, I told him, if you'll build me a 90-inch cleaner, they said, you can't spread the air on it. I said, Is that the problem it, with it? It wasn't yeah. the drums shaking? It was the air? No. At first, yeah. they said you couldn't spread the air. Okay. I said, you, you build me one, and I'll prove that you can. Yeah. Well... Uh, we didn't have any trouble proving that because all you had to do is keep the square inches. The square inches down. Yep. All right. <clears throat> that proved that all that would work. And I don't know still today why John Deere didn't stay with that 90-inch cleaner. And, and they're close to it now, see. But just like... The, what, what I'm getting at is this RPM deal that we done on this cleaner is the whole deal that started stepping up what these cleaners are all capable of and, and doing a better job.
Yeah, I gotta I gotta show you this picture that I saw the other day. It's a big change. Yep. And you know this what makes a cleaner work is is centrifugal force so to speak. Slapping that cotton across good bars, popping the dirt and trash out of it. Uh, anybody knows that the speed is going to have a lot to do with Multiply. that. Multiply, yeah. About how hard you throw something off the bars and how many square inches a minute you increase that by. Yeah. And then it's a thinner sheet of cotton that you can clean easier than being that that right there is a in other words when we was able to spread the cotton on there you spread it widthwise but you spread it lengthwise because it's it's traveling faster and so just two together is makes the answer to that when you already dealing with a fan that was just barely big enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so, any other <clears throat> funny part about that, see, was John Deere wanted us to fax some pictures or send them something to kind of keep them informed with what we were doing. So, when they got that figured out, we drew a sketch kind of to do it and come in here in the office and and I said well I'm sending you a fax and uh, you can look at it and uh, talk about it but I said I don't see why it won't work perfect so anyhow we had to wait there a little bit and we was on the phone but I put this uh, phone system in where you could get several people on here for the time. You know? Yeah. Anyhow, <clears throat> always waiting and talking to him. He said, we got seven engineers here that I'm going to put on here and we'd all discuss this. And anyhow, he said, well, I'm getting you facts. <laughs> we were talking back and forth. And then all of a sudden, after he got the facts, and he handed it out. We heard all this laughter break out. And I looked at Dan Gee and they was looking at me and thinking, what is this about to? I said, tell me what this laughter's all about. I said, you all think we this far out of line about what we're doing? He said, no, Mr. Barterman. He said, it's very opposite. said, anybody can see what y'all but doing here is going to work. And said, we've got all these engineers up here with their computers and everything. <clears throat> Nobody's come up with a way to do this. You know, they was wondering how y'all was going to do it. So the top- now, if you go back to the front of this, when they <clears throat> brought the stripper down here to start with, the pick- they, the picker, yeah. chassis, and then the... the Cleaner, two cleaners, and set them out there on the floor in the shop in the barn out here. And what they told us, you can put one of them on each side of the cab up here, but there's not room to put it behind us, sir. Well, I already knew what was going to do, but I didn't tell them. 
taught them to go and do it. And so anyhow, <coughs> first thing we done was figure out how to cut the frame and give us 41 inches of room that we needed to put it in there and move that back. So all that worked good. So the only thing, <coughs> the only thing that anybody from John Deere helped on that project out there is a shaft that goes all the way across from the outside of each stripper across the middle that drives from the That's middle the to the outside of the cleaners. Yeah. Because, see, we made a right and left hand drive, put the drive mechanism on the outside of both cleaners. The one that, you know, one that becomes that Turn, way. Yeah. So, <coughs> anyhow, <coughs> one of the main engineers down here, <coughs> he said, Mr. Barman, we haven't got to help you with a single thing. He says, is there anything we can help you with? And I said, whenever I get to that shaft that I put across there, I said, all I tell that made, I can't cut the, you know, uh, keyways and yeah. all that. He said, well, I'll fix that for you. <laughs> we gave him all the measurements, and then he measured it. He made three of them before he got one that's right. <laughs> he was kind of embarrassed out of that. And it was just a simple shaft? Just, yeah, yeah. They couldn't do it just, right? Just a long shaft. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, there wasn't nothing to it but a length for getting the right length from the uh, keyways, in it? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, so... The way those two air chutes come in at an angle, did y'all y'all fabricated the where it dumps into the cleaner above the door words, uh, above the beater? Y'all <coughs> shaped all that. The part that you uh, top fastens onto, yeah, the, the fingers, that top that 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 bolts onto back there. That's the part that we had to that uh, change the angle on. That that was the hardest part nearly of the what we built is redoing them. Of course, if it was just building them from the ground up, well, there wouldn't be any. Once they get their pattern, <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard to manufacture. But changing one that's already there, and that was a pretty good little. There's several things that was pretty interesting, just like uh, <coughs> on the, the height sense, uh, the word there, the height on the header, header height. Yeah. Never was high enough for me because there's too many places you got to have more clearance getting in and out of fields and everything else. So, <clears throat> Anyhow, on this, got down that with see we had to build every bit of that onto that picker. We didn't have anything to work with, so Rock we had shaft. to just figure out every bit of that. Yeah, how, how high, and trying to figure out on the hydraulic cylinders just exactly what length you got to have here to 
make it go where you want it to go and stop and have below down no figuring that out was was took a pretty good deal yeah but when you look back at that thing the uh, it still amazes me how how all the parts that we've dealt with with John Deere, they've had their engineers has had less knowledge about air than any other one thing. I mean, they, they just like this machine out here when we got ours. It wouldn't even do what a 74, 50s, uh, 60s was doing. You know, about speed. Yeah. Wouldn't even done come close. Airflow. Yeah, because airflow. Well, <clears throat> we changed all that on the 74, 60s. We thought that they ought to know, but turned out they didn't. And then after we spent two days on that thing and I was already I was disgusted because John Deere never had brought that machine by here for us to run and try. Uh, when we got to run our first one is one we bought. Really? That ain't right. Really? No, I mean they're supposed to bring us a machine to run each year. Well, we got to run it over there on the <clears throat> one night on uh, Harold's that north quarter over there. Yeah, because I remember that. <clears throat> but it was a he wouldn't even let us do anything to it. We couldn't even get out there. And he, I, he gave me an eight and out because I got my camera out. Really? Uh, photographing the, how good the... The header was uh, a huge thing. Uh, how good the cotton was flowing through the fingers up here. What I was Did that, filming. Yeah. yeah. That's how dumb that guy that was. A, that ass, yeah. ass shoot. So, <clears throat> anyhow, what I'm saying is, they hadn't give us the opportunity to even do anything to that machine. Then you bring it to your field out there, you bought one, and that thing won't even do what close to what the old machine would do. And... Well, I, I was really hot under the collar about it. I don't, don't mind telling you, because... But anyhow, after two days of misery, laying there in bed, and you can't believe how many times this has happened to me, when you're trying to figure out how to do something, you'll wake up about 2 o'clock at night and lay there, and I've done this on... <clears throat> number of things. One is on the guidance systems deal. Like our first one, you the turned the, had the switch on there, uh-huh. and you turn it on, then you had to turn it off to cut it off. See what I'm saying? Yeah. On the you couldn't turning. touch the wheel to cut it off? No. All right. Then, all right, John Deere, Orthman, and all them guys working on how to answer. And I woke up in the middle of the night in there, and I was 
thinking about every phase they went through on that from the start to the finish, what happened exactly what, what made everything happen. And I can mount out it whenever, <clears throat> when we got that on, you got the oil sealed up in the steering unit here. You can't move your wheel. Really? Yeah, that's the way it worked. Huh. All, all, all your steering wheel is is oil pump. Yeah. All right, now when you close the valve off on both sides of that, you can't move that wheel because they can't pump that oil. You see what I'm saying? Yep. All right. When I got to that point, I thought, well, what happens when I'm trying to move the wheel? You got to be building pressure. I said, well, that's what put the pressure switch on that to cut that deal off. Next morning, we got up. That ended that deal that we'd all worked on for months. Yeah. As I thought in the middle of the night. All right, now then. Go back to this air deal on this uh, uh, 96, I mean, on the big new. Laying there in the bed that night, I woke up doing the very same thing. And I was going over the square inches that uh, uh, Jed has here. And I was talking about, well, if we want more air, how much? More, how much would it need to bend this tab to make more pressure on that air to get more air up there? So I figured out we need to move that deal back uh, where that was going to be uh, about three quarters of an inch, which they had it close to a half. Okay. So you ended up opening it up, you made yeah. it a little bigger instead no, of smaller. No, you make it smaller so that you got... Moves faster. Make my air faster. Yes. When it's coming out, you got a smaller opening that makes the air faster. Yeah. Oh, that also makes the air spread better. See what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Next morning out here is on a Sunday morning. Dean and Keith was already out there the time I walked up, and I said, I laid awake the last night and figured this thing out, something I won't try. We're going to take them jets out, I mean, veins out there first, because veins, anytime you put a vein in, you get, what you cure on one, you create a problem on the backside. Yep. And we'll take them out, and we're going to build that, Flap back. We gotta make a tool to do it with. We built that tool, and that time my boys had the deal. We built that back and done it. And Dean was <clears throat> working the tool here, and he said, "I don't think I hardly got it enough." And I said, "Well, be sure you got it back far enough." So we give it it it. More pressure, takes more pressure there to bend that than you think. So Dane gave a pretty hard pusher, and he said, I might have went too far. Well, it is a sixteenth of an inch. Really? Further than what yeah. we was talking about going to do. And I said, well, just leave it right there, and let's go to the field. 
it turned out that was exactly where we needed it. So, anyhow, that's the way things work out. So you made a tool that you could pry that jet closer to the back side of the... In other words, you got an opening here, and all the jets on all the strippers yeah. have been this way. Yeah. You got you got little tabs that you can bend out on the sides, out and in, or the front, you can bend it out and in. Yeah. All right, now, most people don't know how to fix them tabs. And John Deere is the worst out of the bunch. <clears throat> they, it comes with them tabs flared out. All right, now, what does that do to air coming out of the jet? It slows you air down, and it doesn't make it spread because you got that bigger opening, you see? Yeah. All right, now, what they needed to do was go the opposite direction. They needed to put them in to spread your air and speed your air. All right, that's what we're doing with the 7460 that made it so much better than when they come out with it. All right, this one here wasn't any different whatsoever. These uh, 690s? Right. 690. Yeah, they were same, horrible. Same thing. Yeah. All right, see, just like after we went to the field, and we was going like three miles an hour. It was like two and a half or and something. Half. Yeah, there's a huge and, difference. Well, a whole lot of difference. Anyhow, this this that. So I called... Uh, old Hurst over there and told him what we'd done. He said, well, they got the John Deere people down here right now. And I said, well, just y'all all come over here and we'll show you what we've done. So they all came right on over here and they didn't have any tools, so we made them some tools out here in the shop while they was here. So Hurst would have some, so John Deere to have one to go around and fix all the ones is out. Yeah. Dad went around and worked on three of them that I know of. Yeah. Then the funny part about this, and <laughs> that same morning, I left here and was going over to uh, Granger's where we was going to be running. That, and you remember the guys from San Angelo was yeah, running Yeah, custom over guys. There? So he was pulling into the field there just as I went along. So I just pulled in behind him. Now you 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 think about this story here. How anyhow got out and I introduced myself and and uh, I said, "How's your machine working?" He said, "Well, pretty good." He said, "It's it's not quite what we'd like for it to be." But I said, "You mind me telling you how to fix this thing?" I said, "You know." I said, have you ever heard of the Bartman? He, he said, no. Uh, he said, I'm from San Angelo. He, I said, well, they've been, if you've been running strippers since they come out, there's been a lot of things that I've been responsible for that you probably don't even start to know about. But I said, what I'm here for is try to help you and not hurt you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said... I'll tell you what I'm fixing to tell you, show you what I'm fixing to tell you, so you'll understand it. And then if you want me to bend it, I got the tool with me to do it with. 
So anyway, I explained it all to him. I told him the tool, and I said, now I'll tell you what to do with this tool so you'll know what I'm telling you and you'll understand it. If I just get in here and do it, then you won't realize what you've done. Yeah. There. So got him up there and bent it the same way as we did this out here. And then uh, I didn't go to field with him. I just told him, I said, I'll come back over here in a couple of three hours and check on you. Okay, well, I left him. <laughs> I come back over there, got it three hours later. When I drove up to the end when he come out, he drove up pretty close to the end and stopped and he, he jumped off of it. He didn't climb down the ladder, he jumped off of it. <laughs> and running towards me. I thought, man, that not look too good. Made it work. Yeah, I said, you want to uh, fix your machine back like it was? And they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I were already called my dad. They said, we got bought two of these and need a running one. And Angelo, I've already called him to. He said, I can't even hardly believe this is the same machine. So I said, well, I'm glad. He said, I just want to tell you, sir, when you drove by this morning, you started talking to me, and he said, he said I didn't know how to take you. <laughs> he said, a guy just drives up here and starts telling yeah. how John Deere made that machine and didn't make it right. I said, I, he always thought John Deere was supposed to know what they were doing. <laughs> anyhow, it was kind of funny. To, but anyhow, he was, that was a funny story that I was able to help him, and man, he didn't want to change it back. <clears throat> well, Granddad, I think we'll uh, stop here, and oh. I'll come back in a couple of weeks and talk to you again for uh, sure. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed the Oh, it's good visit. to gonna come over and talk to you and hear a bunch of good stories. That 